W. T. L. It's a big, hairy American window machine. If you ain't first, you're last. W. T. L. All right, nice, huh? Got a talk show here, talk show with my mic. I got everything. W. T. L. What he does is work out and performance. Get it to 85% weekend. You're a mute. W. T. L. Brings me to my next point. Don't smoke crack. Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by... Hey, it's Gibran. We're back, boys. Oh, the Parlay Pounder getting after <laughs> once again on Where's the Line? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go. So what a week it was. we got to start off with the Kentucky Derby oh, history. My gosh. History being made. <laughs> that was an awesome race. Rich strike. An 80-1. Yeah. to 80-1 to yeah. dog. That was absolutely insane. Uh, yeah, I just got to come out and say it. I had so much money on Epic Center. I really thought he was going to win the whole thing. Uh, yeah, my bookies were very happy the next day. Yeah, I mean, an epicenter was kind of the odds-on favorite. Yeah, you know, jumping between three to one, four to one, mm-hmm. you know, that entire afternoon. That that coverage by <laughs> NBC Sports is just phenomenal. It you was get, awesome. You get sucked into it, and you find yourself the the biggest horse racing fan on the <laughs> yeah. planet. You know, for yeah. a good five hours. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know anything about it except that they tell you everything, and it turns out being wrong. So. <laughs> And, and believe it or not, Rich Strike, he's not the greatest upset in the history of the Derby. Wow. He's actually the second. Uh, 1913, Dunrail <laughs> was a 95 and a half to one favorite. So That's pretty wild. Yeah. And Rich Strike, uh, yeah. there's, a, there's a little bit of a, uh, some controversy going into this one, if you want to call it that, for lack of a better <laughs> term. Because he wasn't even on the card until about 8, 8.30 a.m. Exactly. Race day. A, a lot of people were like, well, who is this horse? Uh, we we did a you know kind of a raffle at the bar yeah, that we were yep, at kind of yep. thing, and he wasn't even able to be picked there, so nobody won the raffle. <laughs> you know, that's uh, funny you mention that because my wife got into a, like a, a pool like that, yeah. and we're watching it, we're going crazy with the upsets <laughs> there, saying, so "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" She went to look up who won. Nobody, nobody won because <laughs> he was a a late addition, and yep. it was a, a pretty good interview with his trainer and the owner afterwards. And they said, "Look, we wouldn't have got into this race." Had we not thought we could win. Right. And by God, I mean, I don't know if they really believe that, but hey. Well, they uh, cashed in on it. <laughs> yes, they did. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to go over some of the the, the fun bets here. And yeah. what was made on that or what could have been made. <laughs> a $1 trifecta. Yeah. Just bet $1 and trifecta. <laughs> that means you, you get the first, second, and third right in a row. Yep. That would have paid out $14,870.70. Dollar well spent. Yeah, that would have been a great $1 bet. <laughs> and I even have to say, there's no way I ever would have picked that. No, it's I mean, I so insane. Epicenter and Zandon, you know, you're 4-1, to 6-1, to one, yeah. uh, favor on most books. Uh, that That's easy enough. You can, you can do that. But who would have thought to make the 80 to 1 just an 80 to 1 <laughs> late edition horse uh that's not going to be picked i'm i'm sure people did and that's very awesome that that they did that uh it's just uh i i yeah i was listening to that interview too and somebody said that they bought that horse for like thirty thousand dollars yeah yeah it was insane and uh yeah, yeah they just cashed in for 1.9 just on the purse alone i'm sure the, i'm sure those owners had some oh uh, bets on them as well so yeah and then the the superfecta 
where you got to get the top four. <laughs> and then, okay, so go down the list there. You got an 80 to one. Then you got Epicenter and Zandon, your two odds on favorites. Yep. Simplification was a 35 to one. So, I mean, if you're going to get the 80 to one, you might as well get Simplification <laughs> you at might 35 well, to one. You might as well. Uh, that paid out $321,000 on a $1 bet. <laughs> on a on $1, $1 bet. Come on, guys. Just get get the top four horses. Yeah. Easy enough, right? That's, that's easy enough right there. <laughs> easy money. And I got to say... Uh, that that was one of the most exciting. They call it the most exciting two minutes, you, you know, in sports. In sports, yeah, and, and it really was, especially how uh, Rich Strike. I think he was in 18th place coming around yeah. that last corner. He was cur- in the middle bit. of the pack. Nobody could have ever seen that happening. And he was just you watch the replay, and they put that pin on him so you can kind of follow him. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he's just maneuvering in and out and around horses. Then he got that inside lane. You're like, yeah. is this really is happening? Is this happening? And you had the two favorites, you know, really dueling, oh, yeah. it, you know, going down to the wire and Rich Strike out of nowhere struck Rich. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was in the bar. I was going nuts, throwing my beer and everything. <laughs> I thought Epic Center had it. And uh, right at the end, I was not very happy. Threw my cowboy hat and walked out of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Take a little breather, yeah, decompress. Take a little breather and then start betting on some NBA basketball. There you go. We can get it back. We can get it back. We can get it back, boys. And that's one thing with the, with uh, sports betting. There's always another day. <laughs> there's you, always another you, game. You don't. There's always another game. You don't have to blow your entire budget. That's true. On one race, which sometimes on the Derby that that tends to it's happen. It's just fun on the Derby, like you said. Not a, not a lot of people know a lot about it, but it just. It's so oh, it's, it's so entertaining yeah. and yep. you know it's 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 fun to throw a little money down. You know nobody ever goes. I I would never go broke over it or whatever. Right, but right. It's it's so Me much either. fun just to you know throw a couple hundred on it and see what happens. You're, you know. Yeah, you're exactly right. Play within yourself. Play within your budget. Exactly. Your bankroll. Don't let it get out of hand and have fun. That's what this <laughs> is all about. That's what it's all about, boys. Speaking of having fun, some lines came out on college football. So let's dive right into go the big, big red. <laughs> the big red. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Ten West. Uh, but believe it or not, another big red. The yeah. other big red. Maybe the bigger red, the better red the, as of the, late. The Badger Red? Is that the what you're saying? Badger Red. They're the favorites <laughs> at plus 185 to win the West. But the Huskers are right behind them in the two-hole at plus 250. Purdue uh, third in line at plus 370. Then Iowa in the four spot at plus 55. What do you make of that early line there with Wisconsin obviously being the favorite? Yeah. But Nebraska in front of the likes of Purdue, Iowa, and even Minnesota. Well, yeah, we haven't showed that in the last couple of years, obviously, to deserve that. Mm-hmm. I think people are thinking we're coming around the corner. And I think with with the Iowa thing, I just think it's finally got out that they have bad corn. So <laughs> I saw uh, the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I I do think that Nebraska. I'm I'm obviously a homer or whatever. You definitely have to have Wisconsin in that first spot because they are just a powerhouse yeah. in and out. Yep. Uh, big lines, uh, big running backs, all that kind of stuff. But I really do like the way that we've been trending with recruiting and uh, in recruiting our coaching as well okay. to okay. get to get back to where we need to be. Obviously. And a lot of that has to do with uh, offensive line and special teams for me, which I think we have definitely improved on over this offseason. So I, I do think that we're probably the second best team in the West. But again, it's a show me type of deal. It's a show me type feel, of deal. And that's kind of rubbing off on, on betters, too, because it's really cooled off, I feel like, as far as how much money is being placed yeah. on Nebraska. And it's not the cappers or the bookies' fault. They're just doing what the numbers are yeah. telling them, what their models are telling them to do, and putting their own spin on it as well, you know. Uh, taking it a step further, uh, odds to just
just win the Big Ten as a whole. There's not a lot of value there <laughs> no. it, it, from what I'm seeing. You got Ohio State, a huge favorite, one to two. Yeah. And then in second place, you got Wisconsin, 10 to one, Michigan, 11 to one, Penn State, 12 to one. And then there's Nebraska right there at 14 to one. <laughs> so if you're looking for value as far as anyone other than Ohio State, yeah. You might as well take a flyer on like a Nebraska. Iowa's at twenty to one. Yeah, I mean, Iowa. I might like Iowa. I, yeah. I mean, I don't like Iowa, but as a better, I'm looking at this twenty to one. Why not? Exactly. No. Uh, when I saw those, I thought that was pretty crazy. Obviously, Ohio State has to be a big favorite. They're in and out. The college football playoff talk all the time. Uh, the one that kind of really surprised me there, Andy, was the Michigan because I really do think that they have a really, really good team, and mm-hmm. I think they're just a little bit better than <laughs> us and you know the couple better, teams yeah. that are right in that range. So if 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 it was my list, I would have Ohio State one and then Michigan right behind them. Uh, but like like we're talking about off uh, off pod here, um, that Michigan would have to beat this team twice to win it outright. So it. Probably well, they would have to beat Ohio State in the regular at season at Ohio State. At Ohio yeah. State, uh, that's just a tough, tough thing to do. That's why Ohio State's so far out in front there with that. And it's probably why Wisconsin has that slight edge early on here over Michigan. Yeah, uh, because it's not one of those deals where they're going to have to go on the road and beat Ohio State to get in that championship game. For they're sure, just coming from the West. So yep. I think uh, a little bit of that is playing into this early line. No doubt, as it should. I mean, that's why the, that's how these models are created, and that's what they're going off of. Uh, you know, and Wisconsin went nine and four last year. Nothing flashy. Didn't even make it to the Big Ten championship game. So this is kind of like a a get back year for Wisconsin. They didn't yeah. have a bad year, but but they didn't have a great year. Like they didn't we're kind have of a Wisconsin year. Yeah, yeah, like we're kind of used to seeing uh, last few years. Uh, you know, as far as just dominating the West, that's not exactly what happened. Yeah, for sure. Now nope. there's been some early movement on Nebraska's first game. There's not a whole <laughs> lot of lines out, but. Uh, the game across the pond in Owl Ireland versus yep. the Northwestern Wildcats mm-hmm. opening the season across the ocean against a conference foe. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah, okay, why not? I get it. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Nebraska's the early favorite right now at minus nine and a half. And interestingly enough, in about a 24-hour window here from when this opened, it's already moved down an entire point. I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> but I, obviously, people were betting on Northwestern covered. Yeah, no doubt about that. The line's already moving down. Yeah. Um, man, it's so tough. It's so tough because it's, for, it's first game jitters. It's across the pond. It's a Big Ten foe. Uh, Northwestern has nothing to lose. We yeah. could lo- Nebraska could literally lose their whole season in, in their own right. eyes, in their own eyes right. on the first game. Yeah. So yep. we, I think we are going to come out a little, you tight. know, a little tight. But I do think that we open this game up and kind of thro- throttle them a little bit in the second half, especially if these guys are playing like I think they should be. And you know, last year I was at that game. You were at that Northwestern yep. game, and that that was probably Nebraska's best game. I would say last two, maybe even three years, as yep. far as a complete game. Getting out, putting it on someone, stepping on their throat, exactly. taking control of a game, uh, taking care of the ball on offense, yeah. <laughs> playing solid defense. Like the, that was the complete package, and they they just went. I mean, they won by like forty points. Yeah, and held on to the ball. That was the biggest yeah. thing, and yep. uh, no special teams hiccups in that L- game. Limited turnovers. Um, no, and that's what I'm kind of basing my uh, status on here, Andy. Is is just a lot of last year when we when we went to that game. We, we kind of just smoked them, and I don't think that they've got better. I think that we have. I mean, just looking at the transfer portal hype, yep. uh, the recruiting classes, you know, the rankings, which yep. that hasn't voted well for Nebraska the past few years. I get it. I get it. The quarterback, the offensive quarterback. line. 
the special teams and the coaches. Like I said, yeah. I think these coaches are really steering us in the right direction. I wish this game wasn't played. I know that it's fun that it's in Ireland. Mm-hmm. I just wish it wasn't the first game. Yeah, yeah. I wish it wasn't yeah. the first game, and I wish it wasn't the first game against a Big Ten foe. I, right. <laughs> I want one of those. I want those cupcake games back. Those, you know, oh, ones know. that, that we're that Open the lines up with Marshall thir- exactly know. that we're thirty point <laughs> favorites, and you know we're probably not going to cover that either. But no. I know that we're going to. I know that we're going to at least win that game. All right, now some big picture stuff here. Yeah, because uh, a lot of focus is going on the SEC, and rightfully so, and that's what a lot of the books are focusing on. Um, looking at some games that I'm kind of looking at here that I like, mm-hmm. and I feel this is a little bit of a spillover here uh, <laughs> to win the SEC East. Uh, Georgia's a heavy favorite here. Yep. Um, Go and, dogs. But they're over under 11 and a half. <laughs> I am going under all day on that. 11 and a half. <laughs> Georgia's just going to win 12 games with the target on their back. The feel good story's over. They won. Now everyone's going to be gunning for them. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be so tough. And, that, and I'm not saying Georgia's not. As the good team. as they were last yep. year, okay? It's just that is very difficult to win 12 games. Hey, for Nebraska, it's tough to win five games, Yeah. okay? Okay, so, I mean, what do you, what do you make of that? I, I think, I mean, you, the whole thing with that, you can't set it any lower than that, Andy, or people are going to smash it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're definitely a 10-win team, no, no matter what, you know. If, mm-hmm. if you would put that lower, you would see all that money just flowing in on that over. So you kind of got to risk it and put it at that, you know, eleven and a half mark. Yeah, that's that's how those lines are built. They're they're defending champions, and everybody thinks they're going to come in and win probably twelve to thirteen games. So yeah, yeah. it's really tough to put it lower than that because people will just smash it. I mean, but that's also setting them up. It's propping them up as well. If they only win eleven games, what a downer of a year, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> um, but I. I personally, I'm looking at that under. Yeah. I'm still thinking Georgia's going to be one of the best. They could still win the title, you know, and they probably would win 12 games then. Yeah. I'm just saying the odds are they probably won't get there again. It's, that's where I, that's what I'm looking with at. With the SEC, it's so it's it's tough. I, I think, um, yeah, I would probably look at that under as well, Andy, just because there's so many good teams in that, and any team can beat yeah. you any weekend. And Georgia just, to me, hasn't – built themselves up like an Alabama, right. like, like a Clemson right. in past years, that I know that they're going to win 12 games. And Georgia's also done that where they were so many years in a row where they're expected to be. Yeah, they're number the, one or the, two. Yeah, the lead pony. And, and they then pay. they just yep. win nine games, which is not a bad season. No. But it's not 12 it's, wins. It's not 11 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's the under. Agreed. All right. Uh, you know I'm a glass half full guy, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the other end of the spectrum here. Yeah. I think Vanderbilt. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Vandy. They're sitting at two. Two wins in the SEC. I'm thinking they're going to go over. And and here's why. They opened the season with Hawaii and Elon. And what is Elon? Is that, did they're the Elon, Musks. Did, yeah, I was going to say, did Elon Musk also like develop a, a university <laughs> without me knowing and, and schedule Vanderbilt for the second yeah, they game? Yeah, the Tesla logo on the on the t-shirt there there yep. you go so I mean, they probably will lose that game to elon yeah <laughs> so maybe I'm elon don't lose i'm rethinking this elon in real time don't lose no but i'm thinking they can beat hawaii they can beat elon and then i'm just thinking any other game along the way to get them to three <laughs> then they cover come on vanderbilt the commodores yeah um <laughs> i don't know probably the most I, unsexy yeah SEC i don't know about that one ever. andy i just uh i i, I agree two? You're not giving the Commodores. More I agree. Than two. I agree. You could probably push that bet. I bet you could push it. But uh, Hawaii and Elon, you can probably get. But what happens when they lose to Hawaii first game and then 
you're just kind of SOL. No, Northern Illinois is on the schedule too. <laughs> come on. Come yeah. on, Vandy. We, we almost lost to Northern Illinois, or we did. I can't remember which way it I went. Probably but... did. No, <laughs> no I do not like blur. that bet. Um, I'm going to stay away from Vanderbilt. I'd rather take the Georgia bet. <laughs> you know, uh, and I mean, I'm just kind of looking at a lot of uh, pundits here and what they're saying. They're they're with you. They're like, it's a lot of folks want to go with the over. We're sticking with the under. <laughs> probably going to go with the push. Anytime you see a, a line that that low on a win-loss, you yeah. know that team sucks. Yeah. Well, and here's another one that a lot of folks are looking at, and that's Missouri sitting at five. They're in the middle okay. of the pack. Yeah. Their over-under is at five, uh, and a lot of these guys are thinking that I'm, I'm looking at these pundits. Yeah. They're saying go – Go with the over. They like Missouri yeah. to bounce back here. Missouri's always, you know, been a you know decent football team that can pull upsets off and you know win the games that they should. Anyways, uh, I I like that line. I like it at five. They have eight returning starters, um, and it's looking like they're going to be the odds-on favorite. I mean, they're going to be favorites here in a, a much of their non-conference games to go four and zero yeah. in the non-con. Yeah. Uh, so then, once again, you're in that spot where you just have to pick up one conference win. And they have before. Yeah. Oh, and they have. Uh, they they uh, won the East not too long ago. Exactly. You so, know, so they've, they've no, done it. That's not outrageous. So I like that bet. I like that one bet a lot better than Vanderbilt, but even <laughs> even better than the Georgia you got to risk the biscuit every now and then, yep, though. <laughs> agreed. 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 All right. So let's take a quick break. Then we're going to get back and we're going to talk UFC fight night like we always do. Let's go. USFL. Woo. That's, hey, that's not fading. That's actually gaining some traction. It the is. ratings are there. It is. And then we got to talk NBA basketball, the Friday capper, Milwaukee versus Boston. Let's go. Don't go anywhere, folks. You're listening to WTL. Welcome back to WTL, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron, the parlay pounder. Yeah, boys, let's go. We got so much to cover here. Yeah. I mean, we're talking UFC, we're talking USFL, NBA basketball playoffs in full yes, swing, yes, some sir. drama creating. Yep, a lot of drama, a lot of drama uh, in all of these things. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. All right, well, then we throw some betting lines on top of it. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, so let's start with the Friday night fight. Night at the UFC, we got Blokovic versus Raykick. That's your main card, number one contender. Yep, versus number three. Yep, versus number three in Raykick. What do you make of it? Obviously, <clears throat> uh, Blokovic is the number one. He also has a lot more uh, experienced fights under his belt, sitting at a 28 and 9 record. Raykick only at 14 and 2, so he's kind of the young pup of the two. I kind of like how you led into that because uh, Jan Blachowicz. Uh, Chovich is the underdog here for some reason. Mm. So that is where my uh, money is going. He's up at a plus 135, so he's getting plus money here. This guy I like was... The plus. I like the plus money. Yeah, he was just the champion. He lost to uh, uh, Glover Tashira um, and got submitted by him. Obviously, these big guys, they, they don't have the best ground and pound game mm-hmm. or, you know, um, you know submittal game. So he, he kind of got outed as not a good wrestler but neither is this Rakit guy the, I, the I, whole thing that I go back with Jan is he beat Israel Adesanya which is probably the best UFC fighter in the world Right, Adesanya yeah. saw the target on his back and said I can move up a weight class and beat this guy mm-hmm. the Polish power was just a little bit too much for him with Jan so I always go back to this and think that this guy is a really really good fighter and I think I'm going to throw 
a little bit of money on this plus 135 bet. And, you know, to your point, uh, grappling uh, statistics, actually, as Jan Blukovic as a, a little bit of a favorite yeah. over Ray Kick yep. here. I, I think uh, people are just looking at that last fight, that loss. Yeah. And also, on the other side, Ray Kick, his last fight was a win. So, yeah. you know, you, you kind of go to that sometimes where – well, what's the most recent thing to happen? Right. One guy's going one way and another guy's going up the ladder the other way. Exactly. And maybe you're seeing a little bit of that there and projecting just going off that last fight. Exactly. And like you said, uh, Rakic did just beat uh, Thiago Santos and Anthony Smith, both in decisions. The whole thing with this is I, I just don't think he's overpowering. He beat these guys by decision. He didn't knock him out. He's I just don't see him he still wins a lot of his fights he does ko he does he does 70 percent of them i just think jan is a bigger better fighter and i think he's got the power to finish this guy and i think that's what's going to happen you know and he looks like it he's got that strong polish jaw (laughs) like you're you're talking about yes sir kind of a narrow face dude from serbia um, but fail the tape actually has them both at 205, 206, 78 inch reach yep. and a leg reach of 44 and 46 for Ray kick. So, I mean, these guys are kind of mirror images of one another. Yes, sir. It's just that their fighting styles are a little bit different. And, you know, when you talk about Blokovic and, you know, his, I, I don't know if you want to call them struggles as yeah. far as wrestling and grappling. He actually has an edge it's, over it seems over Rakic, better you know? than Rakic at it. Yeah. Just just by the stats. Yes, sir. Nope, and uh, that's that's exactly what I was going with, Andy. And I just don't think Rakic is quite there. I think Jan gets this one done, and I I think it's going to be a unanimous decision. So. Are you looking at any of the undercards here? I see we got Ryan Spann on, uh, a couple other notable names. Yeah, I mean, I do like Ryan Spann. Uh, other than that, I don't think I'm going to uh, – Kaitlyn Chikutigan could, I, I think, probably win her fight. It's just I don't know these undercard fights as uh-huh. well as I know this uh, main event uh, fight night. Yeah, you got the number one contender versus the number three. That's why it's the main card. Exactly. So, no, I like those two fighters that we just talked about, and but I'm throwing most of my money on Jan to win that fight at plus 135. Boom. You heard it here <laughs> first, folks. UFC yeah. fight night. Yes, sir. All right, so let's dive right into the USFL yep. week. Five odds. Already. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, where a lot of these leagues in the past, where you get into week four and week five, <laughs> yep. the television ratings plummet and the league folds. folds. It's basically yep. over with. That's not the case here with USFL. It's got some life to it, got some legs. It yeah. hasn't fallen off the face of the earth. And I'll tell you what, it's enjoyable football. I caught myself yeah. watching a, a couple of games <laughs> over the weekend. Well, was, yeah, exactly. Right after the Kentucky Derby, after I, you know, kind of, you know, walked out of the bar and everything, kind of. <laughs> cool, complex, and came back in, and we watched a whole friggin' USSFL game. So, um, like you said, it, it's on TV, and yeah. people like to watch sports, and it, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. I'll tell you what, uh, Kevin Kugler was on the yeah. call. Yes, sir. Um, yep. And they also did a um, Bando. You remember that guy, linebacker for the uh, Nebraska Josh Cornhusker? Josh Banderas. Josh Banderas. He had a really good game, and they yep. talked about him for a while. Um and yeah, just uh, I think when they get that type of talent in the booth, and obviously the talent on the field, yeah, it's just it's turning into a decent enough product for sure. No, I love it. So and it gives us something to talk about and bet on. <laughs> yes, sir. So let's talk about this first game here: the Michigan Panthers opening up as a two and a half point dog to yeah. the Tampa Bay Bandits. So again, I I think the books have this one wrong, Andy. On Friday. Uh, I think the Panthers are a better team than the Bandits. They're at a plus two and a half, so they're getting two and a half points. I would smack that because I think the 
I think what's really going to come down to in this game is the Panthers give up less points and they score more. So that, to me, is you know just telling of where this game right. is going to be. I, I I would maybe look at the money line for the Panthers because I think they will win this outright. Okay. But if you're kind of scared about it, take that two and a half points, put it in your back pocket, and you know it's probably going to hit. Make you feel a little bit better. Are you looking at the over under thirty three and a half at all? Uh, th- I have not really dialed in on these yet, Andy, because they're so it's been up. all over the it's map. Been it really up and has. down. One team yeah. will score forty, and then one team will score tw- the same team will score thirteen points yeah. the next week, or get shut out. But, like we've seen that a couple times. But it seems as if the without even scoring the points that the defenses and the offenses are kind of you know they do what they do, mm-hmm. uh, even if they 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 keep the other team at bay. You know, if if they're a good offensive team and a good defensive team. They usually win the game, and I think the Panthers have the better of both against the Bandits here. So I'm going with the Panthers. And Michigan has the hometown kid, right? Yep, As you're a right. Man. And I, yeah, I have been going with uh, the quarterback Shea Patterson. He's still pretty wild. He's still. <laughs> he is. He's, I think <laughs> he. Uh, I think he had three interceptions his last <laughs> game. But um, like we said, with this league, if you're not if you're not gassing up, if you're not throwing yeah. it down the field, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. What are you is, doing? Yep. Yep. This so is, that's what it's built for. That's what it's know. built for, and uh, I still think he's probably one of the best players in the league. And I'm going with the Panthers at plus two and a half over the Bandits. All right. So let's move on to the New Orleans Breakers versus yeah. the New Jersey Generals. Oh, Mike Riley, yeah. Fighting Generals. Yeah, the Fighting Generals. Uh, like you said, the Generals are on a three-game winning streak. Woo! I still <laughs> believe that the Breakers are the best team in the league, Andy. Well, they're I the three-point favorite. I do think that they're the best team in the league. Um, I really just see this one kind of doing what they what they're saying it's going to do. I believe it's probably going to be about a twenty four to twenty one game for the Breakers. Uh, Mike Riley just coming up short a little bit there. Wow, I've never seen that before. <laughs> Mike Riley's team's coming up a little short. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> they're the three point dog. Uh, what about the over under here? Thirty six and a half. A little bit of higher scoring game. Anyway, yeah. that's what the books are feeling. No, no, I do like this one a little bit more, um, just because these are two high. You know, high score scoring teams here, and it it seems that uh, the Generals have really, really figured out how to score points. So mm-hmm. even with the Breakers' really good defense, I think they they can hold up their end with at least putting up you know, like I said, twenty to you know, twenty four points with the Breakers probably scoring twenty six to twenty eight points. Okay, um, and then should we move on to the Sunday afternoon game on NBC? I like that one. That's the this is the main one that I'm going to throw money on because. The Gamblers are way better than Maulers. Maulers still haven't won a game in this league. They are 0-4. <laughs> now, what's going to scare people is that, that, that this line is opening up at 5.5 towards yeah. the Gamblers because yep. the Maulers have not, well, they haven't covered or they haven't won. Yeah, so, they're 1-3. Yeah. Yep. So I, I really like the Gamblers here. I don't know if I like that 5.5, Andy. What are you thinking? Well, uh, first off, this is the Sunday afternoon game on Fox. Yeah. Uh, when I was talking about the uh, Sunday noon game, that oh, was the Birmingham Stallions and the Philadelphia Stars. But no, um, as far as the Maulers, yeah, there is a reason for concern there. They're zero and four. Yeah. Um, but this is I don't I don't want to call it the toilet bowl, but this <laughs> is a team that had these two teams have one win between them. Yeah. And seven losses, and we're sitting at week five. So <laughs> I mean. Uh, and then you have the over-under at 33-and-a-half. Uh, I just don't know if either of these offenses are going to click enough, so I might be leaning on the unders here. 
Yeah, the under is a very good bet. So here. that might be where I'd lean on this one and just stay away from the the five and a half and just kind of go up, go with that under. The the only reason I would be scared about that, Andy, is that this Maulers team has no defense. They have allowed ninety two points on the season, and the Gamblers have also a very bad defense, allowing ninety five points on the season. The the flip side to that is that the Maulers cannot score. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They like, cannot score. They don't, neither of these teams have an offense. Exactly. So how are they going to get to that? But <laughs> I, I, my, my best bet of this of this whole slate is I do think the Gamblers will end up covering, covering. this five and a half. Okay, that's a big spread in the USFL. It is. It's a big spread, but I do think that they'll probably beat this Maulers team by multiple touchdowns. I think the Gamblers are a little bit underrated right now with only having yeah. that one win, yeah. but I think they are going to smack. The Maulers. They're going so. they're, they're to maul the Maulers. Yep, All I right. agree. And then, hey, let's just touch on the other side here. Yeah. Birmingham Stallions, the home, really the only hometown team here yep. because they're all played in Birmingham. They are sitting at 4-0, and taking on uh, the Josh Banderas-led Philadelphia Stars at 2-2. Two and two. That yep. is the noon game on NBC. And that's another reason why this league has got some legs to it. The games are on Fox, NBC. Yeah, you those networks are really getting behind it. Yeah, they really are. Now, this is a widespread, though. Yes. Minus six on the Stallions, uh, minus 278 to win. So, I mean, this is everyone's thinking and loading up on the Stallions. Well, I guess hometown, uh, it helps, I guess. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I never. I didn't think it was going to. I, don't, I didn't know if this was going to have enough fans to actually make that happen. And I don't know if Birmingham has more fans than any other team <laughs> down there. I'm sure that they do. They, they but do. Uh, they, they definitely seem like, they definitely look like the best team. Uh, but I'm still holding out, thinking my breakers are gonna, you know, turn it up a little bit okay. just with that better defense. <laughs> but the Stallions have scored the most points, obviously, and they haven't lost yet. So I really think that they'll probably keep it going and uh, cover, be, be cover, be become uh, five and zero. Oh. The only thing is, where's the line there at six? Six, yeah, six. So that's a pretty big spread, and. Uh, and you're kind of baited to go for two, go for a three-point conversion or, or whatever the case may be, and that exactly. can really stack up some points. I mean, it could hurt you on the other end, uh, but right here, I mean, that, that that's about as wide as I've seen it, you know, from week three on here yeah. with that with minus six. Uh, that over-under, 35 and a half. Yeah. What, what do you make of that? I do like that. I do like that because, this, like we just said, that this uh, Stallions team is the best offense in the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, they don't have a great defense allowing 75 points on the on the – you know, year, but um, I think the other team can do enough to to get to that. To so, get to that. Yeah, yeah, so stars I, have an offense. Uh, yes, the stars do have stars an offense. offense. So yep. I do, I do like this over Andy. It's probably one of the better plays of the weekend. Is that over in that game? Sweet. All right. So we really smashed all the USFL <laughs> big matchups yes, there sir. coming at you on Sunday afternoon and the nooner. Let's end strong here with yeah. the NBA Friday night now we're game. Talking. Milwaukee versus Boston. This uh, this series kind of going back and forth here. Boston, yeah. big big win recently. Yeah, uh, kind of in Milwaukee. Uh, weren't they down by ten? They were. And, they were. And yeah. I really thought that Giannis was going to kind of stick the knife in him and everything, but kind of let it go and uh, ended up losing by uh, eight points, which is unheard of in this series. Yeah. And now we now we do have a series. So let's talk this Friday game. Where do you think it's going? So they will play a game in between this on Wednesday in Boston. So a lot of stuff could shift by that, you know, by that game going either Mm -hmm. way, but just going by the line that was this, uh, this past Monday when it was played in Milwaukee, 
the the line was Milwaukee by one and a half, and the over under was at two thirteen. So they they smashed past that two thirteen at a because Boston won one sixteen to one oh eight. So they went way over that two thirteen bet. But if if I'm if I know how this is kind of going to go, um, Milwaukee is going to open up as a favorite mm-hmm. at home, yep. probably by about one point, maybe maybe yep. one and a half. And I bet that over under is right there at two fifteen. I think you're right, and that's a that's a great point because just overall in the playoffs in general, not just Milwaukee, Boston, or Boston games, Milwaukee yeah. games, the unders have been killing it in these NBA playoffs for sure. I mean, these defenses have beat up. And if you just consistently smash those unders, you'd be a happy man right now. Um, I almost feel like that was an outlier of a game, the way that Boston got down and didn't stay down. They had to crank up their offense. So uh, going over that 213, I almost feel like the game was an outlier, how it played out was an outlier, and also getting to that over in such an emphatic fashion. I feel like that was an outlier. So I'm looking at things getting back to the way they were. Exactly. Especially in Milwaukee. Yep. Regardless of what happens earlier in Boston, I feel like Milwaukee can cover that one and a half, and I also like the under if it's around that 213. Exactly, and just to the point you were just making, Boston scored 43 points in the fourth quarter. That is how they did this, and that is just unheard of. Uh, Jason Tatum had 30 points. The real outlier of the whole game (laughs) was Al Horford had 30 points. Uh, they said that Giannis said something to him and got him kind of pissed off, and he just started right. jacking threes, and they were going in. But that these teams will not score that many points again in a quarter. That was just unheard of. Forty three points in one quarter of playoff basketball. Most teams can yeah. just you know shut that down, especially a team like Milwaukee. So I think that Giannis is probably going to sit down to everybody and say, "We got a D up. I got to play better. You got to play better." And I think that they will cover and if that if that over under is anywhere at 215 or above smack the under boys so and here's a fun stat that goes along with what you're saying about horford yeah in the fourth quarter he made all six of his shots scored 16 of his career high playoff high 30 points wow he is the oldest celtic to score 30 points in a playoff game since john havlicek did <laughs> johnny when he was 37 that was 45 years ago in yeah. 1977 so when we're talking about an outlier yeah and this isn't going to happen every other night no uh this kind of shows you no it, it happens you know last time it happened was 1977 well that's what i'm saying about how <laughs> horford is like he didn't even do that when he's the best player on his team when he's right. on the hawks or you know anything like that so it went it, six for six down the it stretch. was just he yeah. was in the right positions he was getting open shots and uh uh, j- they were just falling for him, so it was it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch, but yep, yep. it 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 was kind of one of those outliers, one of those bad beats that we always talk about. Right. But a team like that will not score forty three points again on the Milwaukee Bucks, and you can take that to the bank. I like it. Lock it up. <laughs> All right. So, anything else you want to hit on here? I mean, that was a loaded second half. <laughs> that was a loaded second half, and I I think I'm about tapped out on everything, <laughs> uh, bank wi- bank wise and uh, talking wise. So. Alrighty, folks. Well, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We're going to be coming yeah. out with picks each and every day. TikTok, we got daily picks going out on, sure. on that as well. Don't forget about our YouTube channel. A lot of fun content coming out. The how-tos, the whys. Yeah. A little bit of behind the scenes. We're having fun with it. No doubt about it. I love it. We're uh, we're just trying to have fun here, guys. So let's go. All right. For Jabron, the Parlay Pounder, <laughs> I'm Andy Klassen, your host. Thanks, everyone, for listening to WTL. Where's the line?